I'm heading in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Monday night, and you know what that means. It's the live show. We're the Baxter Street Boys. I'm your host, Cole Wilcox, joined as always by my co-host, Jake Gordon, and our producer, Griffin Rudy. You're going to see me live. I don't know if they're watching or not, but you're going to see me live for the end of this basketball game. George is kind of trying to sell, so might get some animated reactions. But a great week for the dogs, as always. A big one over Mississippi State. Some people were coming into the season were saying that was going to be our toughest game. Um, that, I'll leave that up to you to decide whether it was, because you could argue that it was. Uh, but we pulled out the W on the road, and we are moving in the right direction. We got a lot coming to you tonight. Obviously, uh, we're gonna get some getting some stuff on the back end that it's a little little non traditional. But hey, what can you say when the dogs just blow out everybody every week? You know, there's only so much you can talk about. But we're gonna get into the game. Gonna get into all that stuff. Let's roll the tape, Griff. He's running all the people. Oh, you heard the walking. We just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. Defense, 40, 30, they won't catch him. Go, Swift, into the end zone. Touchdown! The freshman just ran it back to Philadelphia. Near sideline, and it's intercepted. Intercepted, Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes, 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline, breaks the tackle, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, 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 Georgia. I know I'm asking a lot, you guys, but hunker it down one more time. Dude, I kind of got rattled in that intro because randomly, static just blew up my headphones. Did y'all hear that? Or no. <laughs> no. It, was, it must have just been me. I mean, it was like straight ear rape. I was like, oh, my God, I can't even focus right now. So I kind of got lost. But, boys, how we doing? Doing well. I mean, doing all right. I'm, I'm ready to be done with school. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, I just got back from doing the NPRE, so I'm a little, uh, I'm a little You're tired. Toast. You're toast. Yeah, I don't envy that, boys. I really don't. I, I have some classes right now, but they are not much to talk about. Um, dogs are up four with 34 seconds left. Oh, we turned this game into a nut cutter. We were up at 17 at one point. Not what you like to see. Not what you like to see, but a win is a win, so hopefully we can pull it out. Yeah, uh, Terry Roberts is good, like really, really good. Yeah, we have some good players on this basketball team. They just got to put it all together. Yeah, well, I mean, the offense is going to come together. I'm not worried about that. Um, I've liked the way we played defense up to this point. It kind of blew it here, but I, I, I like the pieces that are in place, and I, and I like what I'm seeing. So hopefully we can survive sloppy games like this with, with a W. But anyway, appreciate you guys coming out, listening. As, as always, we love you guys. Um, and while y'all are here, please like the video and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your grandma about the podcast. Uh, My grandma loves the podcast. Yeah. Hey, shout out, <laughs> shout out, uh, Mrs. Rudy. She's the best. Uh, she's terrified of Tennessee, but she does we conquered those Tennessee. demons. We conquered yeah. those demons for her. Shout out, Mrs. Rudy. But while you're here, also you need to know about Turtle Box. You guys know it. We know it. They're the best speaker in the game. Um, I, I promise you that if you don't believe me, get it for a Christmas present and let them give you feedback on whether you should get one or not. I promise you will not be disappointed, but use code BSB 10 when you go on their website, get you one, shout them out, shout us out the whole deal. Oh God, we're struggling on the inbound foul. All right, knock them down. All right. <clears throat> Dogs beat Mississippi state pretty bad. Uh, there was some sloppiness to it. There were some times that made me frustrated. 
I was also at a wedding. So I was, I was watching it. I, I was being very non-social. Um, there's probably some people that think differently about me now after that wedding, but so I was already oh, frustrated, already frustrated. And then there's some stuff happening. I may have tweeted some things that were, were a little frustrating, but we were all tweeting on the account that night. I'd tweet something out that Jake had just tweeted or Griffin had just tweeted. So you might've got doubled up, but that's because I was at a wedding. Communication was low and I was kind of irritated already. Not even <laughs> about the game. So that's, that's what happened. Boys, what's, yeah. what's the overall thoughts on the game? I thought it was good. I went back and rewatched it because I was drinking pretty heavily during the game, and that was clouded my judgment a little bit. I don't think Mississippi State really played as bad as the scoreboard would tell you. I think there was a clear talent deficiency, but I overall think that their game plan, their scheme, their execution, uh, I really don't think they played that bad. Uh, Georgia had some bad turnovers. It's something to work on. It's something that we've been talking about all year. Um, but they didn't have to pay for any of them. Um, some things on special teams we could work on. It's all gel special teams matter. Uh, yeah. Sure but other than that, I, I don't think it was a horrible game. Uh, there were some questionable calls, but there were some questionable calls on both sides. So I'm not really going to get too far into that. But uh, big bounce get, big bounce back game for 84. That's something that I was preaching to everybody. You, you can't you can't bench 84 because he has a couple bad games because he's going to come out and do this eventually. Yeah, yeah, he's a game changer when he's like that. Like we've seen it, we've seen it before, and he did. He changed the game when, when we needed big plays. He hit big plays, and. That's something we talked about, though, going back a little further. Uh, at the beginning of the season and during midseason, we told y'all that Mississippi State gets his label as the air raid, and they are an air raid offense. And you think Mike Leach, think points, no defense, blah, blah. Mississippi State is very talented up front. Uh, they're, they're very talented, and they have, they have some really good players on that defense. I, I've, I heard some NFL scouts talking about that preseason. Uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State both having pretty good defenses, which is rare. So – they, and you, we saw it. I mean, we couldn't really run the ball very well. Uh, I thought it was a, a tough day for the guards. Hopefully, they bounce back for us. So we're going to need yeah, them. But definitely. But they they got they got hit around a little bit. They got punched in the mouth. And luckily, we have two All Pro tackles, or at least should be some form of All American. Uh, Warren McLennan and Broderick Jones are as good as any tackle combo in the country. There's no doubt in my mind. SVP is really really freaking good. So. We got enough pieces to make up for it, but people are going to have bad games, and you got to have teammates step up, and I feel like the rest of the offensive line did. Yeah, I would have definitely liked to see a little bit more consistency out of the running game. It would, it was good to see Kendall Milton out there um, looking healthy, getting some good runs. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't think it's – I think it's more of a testament to how good Mississippi State's run defense is. They can stop the run. That's not an issue for them. And uh, I think they played – like I said, I think they played a much better game than the scoreboard would indicate. They gave up a few big plays, but – Hey, I, I don't think it was anything too egregious uh, except for the turnovers, but we're just going to yeah. have to keep harping on that. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, speaking of Kendall Mill, that's a good place. I mean, dude, that burst he had on that last run is as good as I've seen in a while. Like that that looks like healthy Kendall. I haven't – you know, there's there's been some complaints about him hitting the hole and stuff, but I'm telling you, that, that get off and that acceleration that he had on that last run was, was as healthy as I've seen him in a long time. Yeah, I, I was pretty pleased. Uh, I got to give that game. I'll give it a B plus. I don't think it was an A game. I gave it a B plus. You went on the road. You won in the SEC. That's always hard to do. Yep, no doubt. It's not easy to do at all. Griff, you got any numbers for us? Uh, I don't have any written down. I can pull up the box score. Yeah, pull up the box oh, score. For I had us. this. I had this Georgia game on on my phone. Yeah, dude, it's it, getting we, a little testy. We talk about we talk about the turnovers and stuff. That's that's an interception. That was unlucky. Uh, the first one was when his arm got hit. The second uh, so one, too, was – I mean, I mean that was kind of a crazy play. <laughs> I was yeah. pissed when they happened. I really was. 
but it was like you go back and looking at you what can you do really like really what can you do I like the point Jeremy made here too. He says yeah, the turnovers say don't really seem to affect their mindset and they just get back and, and go back and get the momentum back. And no that's all well and good. He's completely correct about that. That's all well and good until you can't, until somebody really starts hurting you. And then that's when it gets you, that's when the turnovers get you into trouble. George has been good enough to overcome it for the most part. But if you turn off, if you turn the ball over three times against LSU or, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, maybe yeah. even somebody like Clemson, somebody like that in the playoffs, it's going to be rough. You think about it though, and people people are on Twitter, and we said it too. We said um, turnovers can kill us. Like this is this one flaw of this team. But then you go back to we're playing a team that uh, right now is a favorite to be in the playoff, and we literally gave them the ball on the first drive and still blew them out. Yeah. Like, and Brick sent out something today. It was, it was a lot of quotes from uh, some anonymous sources around the league, and one of the ones that I thought was was pretty telling was saying that we lost a lot last year, yes, but the offense is playing at such a high rate right now that there is more room for error. And you think about last year we turned the ball over like that, the defense would bail us out. But if we turned it over early and maybe got down, it was like, okay, like we got to find a way to score some points here. Even though the offense was good last year, they're not playing at the level they're playing at now. So, yes, the offense might turn it over, and the defense is so good they might give up three points, but we're just going to score seven next time we get it. Like that's yeah. and that kind of goes to what Jeremy's talking about. It's like, okay, whatever. Yes, we made a mistake, but we're too good of a team to let that affect us. We'll go score a touchdown this next drive. That's that's really the difference with this team this year. And we've talked about it so far. Last year the defense controlled the games. Always the defense controlling the games. And this year it's kind of the offense. Georgia's dictated how they want to play, which they usually could last year just because the defense was so good. They could do whatever they wanted on offense. They could they could kneel the ball three times and maybe still get a win. Um but that was the main thing is that the offense now feels like it's more the focal point of controlling the ball, controlling the clock, which Kirby's always tried to do, but he doesn't have that defense to lean on, but the offense has been better. So it's making up for it. Yeah. You can still lean on the defense. It's still an elite defense. I was about to say that defense is pretty freaking good. Yeah. It's pretty good. They played a very good game. Yep. Yep. They did. And we knew what they were going to do. They're going to dink and dunk. They're going to try to get down the field. And it is when you're spread outside on the sideline like that, it is tough, but I thought we did a pretty good job against it. I mean, you take off seven of those points from a punt return, you get 12 points on the road in the SEC. It's a pretty good offense. Like that's, yeah. I mean, that's about as good as you can. If you can't score more than 12, you probably not, you probably shouldn't be winning anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Griff, you pull up the box score. Yeah, I got it up. I, and one thing that uh, this was what frustrated me the most in this game, probably because I think we kind of thought that our rushing attack was going to do better in this game. But, yeah. and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but when you take away the lad run, and the Kindle run, those two breakaway runs, which I mean, you can't do that, obviously. We're averaging, we were averaging well under two or three yards of carry, like two and a half. Yeah, that's like that. not great. Bad, but but Stet to the point in his development where he can drop back and throw it two out of three times on a possession, and we. Can I mean, yeah, we win. he threw the that's ball he thirty. Doing. He threw the ball thirty-seven times in this game, so a lot. He yeah. he threw it a lot. Especially in a game we blow out, that's usually very low numbers. But yeah, Stet. I mean, listen, he was he threw just a lot of careless passes. I thought, but yeah. for the most part, he was pretty good. This sometimes Connor, Connor Graham. Hold on, before you go, Connor Graham says, "How can we market the phrase Kirby Smart Death March? Need some merch? Yes, we do need some merch. You're right. But I'm gonna retweet my tweet on Baxter Street Boys to just let everyone know I was the one that coined this term because people are gonna doubt. But it's in writing on Twitter, like probably a year and a half ago. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna retweet it just to make sure no one else steals it 
If someone does steal it, do not buy their merch. We're gonna have some. <laughs> no, yeah, we actually have to. We need to coin that. We. <laughs> I want. I want a sweatshirt with like a cartoon Kirby Smart, with like a in a Darth Vader suit, which is his head. Darth that, Vader suit, and then that would be nasty. Death March on the back. That'd be sick. Yeah, one thing I really liked about this game too is, like I said, there you, you, there were some careless passes in the past game, and it kind of makes me wonder sometimes if Monk was telling Stay like, "Hey, go out there and rip it. We we got a little bit of control in this game." Go out there and see what you got. You know, maybe I don't think they'd ever really encourage him to be loose with the football, but he definitely looked like he was he was just letting it rip. And we saw we had some big, big chunk plays in the past game. Brock, Darnell, Kieris, Ladd, even Marcus Rosby, Jack saying all these guys were getting these big chunk plays. And I think that's kind of what they wanted to focus on this week. And I think that's something they're going to focus on against Kentucky and focus on against Georgia Tech going into the playoffs is they need that that intermediate passing game, those big chunk passes to, to take some pressure off of the defense <clears throat> and the offense. Yep. Um, there's sure with the three faces. Yeah, we can do that one yeah. too. Sure. Offense, defense, defense. That'd be funny. <laughs> I did not coin that phrase, but I do love it. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it saying is good. it. It is good. Uh, the pass catchers, man, I, I think I think we're in a good spot right now. And that was kind of the one concern coming into the season at times was like, okay. We MRJ got is coming into his own. Yeah, He's, he looks good. He looks yeah. really, really good. Uh, and, and like – Every time we throw the ball to Kyrus Jackson, something good happens. Like we, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he's the most underutilized guy on this team. I really yeah, it, it's weird because, like, it feels like we have used him a lot more in the past than this year. And he's a veteran. Like, you know, it feels well, like – 2020, he be... was our best receiver for the most of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But, you know, well, I mean, well, maybe we just haven't opened the playbook up enough for him to, like, really get the looks that he was getting a couple years ago or something. I don't know, but – He's definitely a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And I really – good. The thing about him is, like, he's really good in space. That's what he. That's what he's coined at. But he goes and high points the ball pretty well. He's physical. And so you're like, okay, yes, he's good in space, but Ladd and Brock are probably better at, like, you know, the bubble screens mm-hmm. and stuff, which is fine. Okay, utilize them. But I do think Harris does have a role on this team, and we saw it. We needed a big play. He went up one-on-one. He won the one-on-one, caught another pass, like – like he's capable of doing it, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like you said, Marcus Resume Jacks ain't getting better, and, and AD hopefully is coming back. That was my next point. Yeah, the worst I, ankle sprain of all time, clearly. Yeah, I I understand too because sprained ankles are tricky. They're weird. They can be. They can be. You know, they're kind of like hamstrings. They can be bad. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, it kind of just depends. They, there are different severities. It's like hamstrings. They're just kind of tricky. But yeah. I think the big focus should be on getting healthy. We got a couple guys out. Obviously, AD is the big one. Uh, we got a couple guys on defense out too. I know Javon Bullard was a little banged up. Uh, Darius Smith was a little banged up. It's just about getting guys back at this point. Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt at home. I don't think we really need to to rush anybody back for that. We definitely don't need to rush anybody back for the nerds uh, Thanksgiving no. weekend. Yeah, and uh, December. You think about December third, man. That's it's a little over two and a half weeks away. Uh, there should be plenty of time, uh, plenty of time to prep, plenty of, t- plenty of time to get guys healthy. And I think it was uh, John Tweet Sports. He had a really good point today. He said, um, you know, it's I'm sure that Kirby Smart loves that Georgia's playing a new game against Georgia Tech while LSU is going to Texas A&M to play a night game. And hopefully that uh, that's one of those things where, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe they'll have a little, another little seven overtime classic. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. We want them to play the longest game possible, although A&M is – they're beyond repair, man. I mean, this is this is um, bad. We bad, we bad. we do have to mention 
I mean, just oh, yeah. Jalen Carter. I mean, come on. He's been he he was ridiculous versus Tennessee, and in this game, he's just he wrecked everything. He's getting and, better too, which is crazy because I thought coming off an injury, I'm like, all right, maybe he'll be taking it a little slow. No, he's getting so much better. And that's that's something the that other team should be very worried about. If your interior of your offensive line is not one of the best in the country, Jalen Carter is going to have a field day. He's going to feast on those kids. Even if it is, they, he's it the doesn't best, matter. He's the best player in college football. And pound for pound, I mean, what he what he does or... on the field is, is so impressive. It, like, the Florida game was one of the most impressive games I think I've seen in a long time because it was him on a snap count. He'd come in on third down, but he would literally dominate the rep every single time he came in the game. It was just like, oh, well, Jalen Carter's in because he's in the backfield. And if he wasn't in the backfield, he wasn't in the game. Like, he was so good. And then we needed him so bad for that Tennessee game, and he showed up with an absolute authority play after authority play. And, yeah, he, he's the most – he might be the most unstoppable defender in college football right now other than maybe Harold Perkins. That dude is otherworldly good. Other yeah, we'll be talking about him plenty leading up to the SEC championship. Yeah, no, no doubt. I don't know what we do against him. But – Jalen Carter, yeah, we can absolutely talk about him because he is unstoppable, unstoppable. He's a freak. And I will, I will say, just in total as a defense on Saturday, they, I was never worried when the defense on field, and I haven't been in like the past like two years with Kirby just because of how good we've been. But <clears throat> on Saturday, like when they were just throwing those dinking ducks, I just was never worried at any point. Because our DBs are so good, and that's just an offense that's just not going to beat our defense. Like I. Yeah, I mean, Will Rogers, he, he averaged five yards of completion and one touchdown. You're not beating Georgia doing that. They threw they 52 had... passes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 52 five passes, yeah. 29 completions, yeah. and for, for 261 yards. If you throw the ball 52 times and you're getting 261 yards, five yards per pass, that that's just – I don't know. And yeah, and they took a couple swings sometime in the run game too. They had, uh, you know, Jaquavi Sparks, he almost ran for six yards to carry. He's not a bad back. Neither is Dylan Johnson, but he did not have a good game. Uh, but they only ran the ball 15 times. Got about three yards of carry out of everybody. Uh, I think one of those was a Will Rogers sack, counted minus seven. But still, I mean, they, they got their time. I think Georgia knew what they had to do. And I think Mississippi State's best chance if they were going to be in that game was to run the ball a lot more effectively than they did, and they just really didn't try. Yeah, hard to run against us. It really is hard to run against a Kirby Smart team like that's that's they pick they picked their shots and they had a couple where they they picked their shots and um it never ended up being anything that impactful. We yeah. we've talked a lot about Small Mondin this year and how he's it feels like he's still got that other level to get to, but that game he was playing at a, a high level, a high level. Yeah. He was really good on Saturday. That's yeah. another good point. Kamari Laster had a great game as well. He's awesome. He has a good game every game. I mean, I he's love Kamari Laster. He's glued to everybody. I yeah, think that was so the main physical. thing. He's so physical. That was the important thing, too. We talked about it with Tennessee. It was kind of the same thing. Everything stayed in front of everybody, and you never gave up the big shot. You never you never really got gashed deep, and I think that was the most important part of the game. And that's how I knew it was going to be in control. They had, I think I think it was Wally maybe had the long catch, um, but it wasn't for a touchdown. They just kept it all in front of them. And, uh, yeah, you let your offense do your thing, control the ball, you'll be just fine. Yep. Yeah, the physical, the physicality on the outside is so impressive. It's, it's the best I've seen at Georgia in my lifetime. They just they just love to hit, and and that's so rare for a corner. Like that's that's why they're out there. They like to defend. They're athletic. They like to use their athleticism. Being physical is, is something that you usually have to work them into. And 
Kamari Laster and Javon Bullard, those guys, they just they eat it up. Like it's like they feast on being physical. So yeah, that's that's always nice to have. Yeah, it'll be nice too. I, I really want to see Xavier Truss. I think our discreet is still hurt. Uh, or Marius Spivs need to get those guys back uh, up front because LSU, like we talked about, you, you, not even just Harold Perkins, LSU still got a ton of talent, and that's not going to change. Yeah, yeah, BJ Ojolari is good too. Not to mention yeah, I, Mason Smith, the five-star defensive tackle that, that we recruited for a while from Louisiana. He, yep. he tore his ACL the very first game. Like they had, had a good. Front. That Florida State game might have done might have gone different if he played because he was tearing Florida State no. up. He was, yeah, he's he good. Was. He, he's nasty. Yeah, yep. LSU is going to present some challenges, but we'll get to that when we get to it. We still got Kentucky. <laughs> Just give us that trophy. We thought about uh, doing this. I don't think we're going to do it anymore, but we for the chat, we talked about the Georgia Tech week just completely acting like we didn't have a game. and um, <laughs> <laughs> But we still want to talk about it a little bit. And, of course, this was back when Collins was still running the show. And Georgia Tech, they've been feisty under Brent Key, so we'll have a little bit to talk about. Yeah, they've been so dang feisty that they scored a touchdown with freaking seconds to go to kill the under. Screw you so guys. Nice. That was just how that day was going to go for me. We couldn't, we couldn't win a total to save our lives on. Totals suck. I couldn't Saturday. win a bet to save my life on Saturday. I'll say it. But I hit a parlay yesterday, and I feel like I'm back. I had a bad week. I had a bad week. That's because I was chasing. But I'm working way out of it, a little college basketball. Unfortunately, I did fade the dogs tonight. They do not look like a team this year that's going to be very good against the spread. But hopefully they just keep winning. Yeah. yeah. Winning's all that matters. Dude, what are the averages on this, though? Like we talked about, they threw for 52 times, and they threw for 261 yards. Five yeah, yards insane. per pass is what it says on the box score. Five? Yeah. Oh, I see, see it now. I see it now, yeah. Five yards per pass. God. Yeah, it's like 5.01. Yeah, oh, yeah, that five. open field tackle by Kamari on fourth down. That was one of the weirdest tackles I've ever seen. That was just like a collision. I mean, it worked, but it was it was a strange tackle, but you got him. Yeah, that was, that was nice. I, was, I really just didn't want him to score there just from the optics of the game. Like, it looked like it was a lot closer than that game was. And Mississippi State fans could be like Tennessee fans and be like, oh, yeah, 14-point loss. Freaking losers. They're freaking <laughs> – I hate Tennessee so much. And we haven't mentioned uh, the Darnell Tuddy yet. We finally got the Darnell Tuddy. Yeah, I got to switch We're, we're, we're one for now. ten. We'll have we're to one for that ten. Up. Nobody, t- nobody tell anybody about the uh, the other, like, ten times that we said he's going to score and he did I did that a month straight, <laughs> I think. I did that yeah. a month straight. I mean, but yeah, he got in the end zone. He could have had two. Funny, you know what's funny about this is Stet is pretty accurate passer. I think everyone agree with that. He does about sixty eight percent completion percentage. The only guy on our team that he overthrows is the six <laughs> seven monster who's wide open in the red zone. <laughs> I don't. I guess he thinks he has so much space to work with. He overthrows Darnell Washington. Kiers <laughs> Jackson will put on the money. Lad McConkey on the money. Darnell Washington in the seats. Sales him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> cool. No, it's true. It's, it's true. Overthrows. I did it's want to shout this out. This was the overthrow. Um, I do love seeing Darnell on a zig route because who is covering that? Who's covering Darnell Washington on a zig route? No one's and covering since, Darnell Washington on any route. I love yeah. that play in general. Just any any play where you play action to the tight end, like – on the one-yard line. It never doesn't work. I've never seen that play not work. You could have scored with Brock Bowers on that play, too. He was open, too. Well, they had 19 on the first that first touchdown. He was wide open. And then uh, they ran that play, and then Darnell was underneath, and I feel like they all crashed on, on Darnell, and there wasn't a soul around. I mean, they all crashed, uh, crashed down on Brock, and there was not a soul around Darnell. When Brock caught his first pass, I was like, who the heck is this guy? I've never seen him wear anything on his legs in his entire life. <laughs> I was like, what is that? But it was awesome. And we tweeted out, I think, Brock Bauer, 
uh, high sock Bowers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And about two plays later, he caught a touchdown. So there was a lot of guys that were wearing some stuff that they don't usually wear. I guess it was cold in Mississippi, but yeah, that was those uh, cowboys. It, did, it, it looked cold. I know they were cold at Bamba Ole Miss, too. Wayne Kiffin was bundled up, so I, I guess it was. Dude, Connor yeah. Graham makes a, a good point here. Love when we were playing those filthy gators and they split Darnell out wide with only a corner on him. We've done that a few times. There's going to be a big play in one of these last few games that we play. It's not going to be Kentucky or Georgia Tech. Those are absolute doormats. But the, one of the last three games, that there's going to be a big play where he splits out wide. I don't know what we're going to do out of it. It could just be we need eight yards and we just throw it to him and let him run for eight yards. But we're going to go to him. We're going to split him out wide and go to him in a big spot. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a mismatch and a half. You put him in the boundary with just one corner on him. Screw something else going to stiff arm the hell out of that guy. <laughs> it's like, we it's, talked about it before. It's like the classic AJ Green. Give him a screen pass and let him stiff arm a guy for eight yards. Most OP play in football. Yeah. There, there was something else I noticed too. Um, it's not necessarily as much in terms of targets unless it's late in the game, but Oscar Delt gets a lot of he gets a lot of goal line snaps. And I like that. Put as yeah. many tight ends out there as you got. He's talented. And I feel like one of these, one of these games, it's gonna he'll be in with the starters. It'll be like early in the game. And they're gonna they're gonna use uh, that's probably in Monken's bag. He's gotten nowhere near. They're going to use Darnell as a decoy. They're going to use Brock as a decoy, and Delp's going to be wide open. I'd love to just like sit down with Todd Monken and be like, what are some plays we ain't seen before? And him just take me through some plays so I can see him. Because <laughs> he's got some cooked up. You know, I mean, he pulled out a Kenny McIntosh touchdown, a passing touchdown in the freaking Orange Bowl. No, that was – I did not expect that at all. You know, it was a part. <laughs> And yeah. he was wide open. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that dude, that dude definitely has some stuff cooked up that's gonna blow our minds, and we're gonna see it when the big when the big game comes out. Like the lad, the lad double move. We haven't seen a double move one on one in a like all year almost. Like yeah. usually, if we get a deep shot, it's just somebody in the slot just running right by the safety. It was a double move to the corner, wide open. Like that stuff is going to come out in the big games. I love it. That's why I look forward yeah. to big games with this team because you know Monken is gonna go deep down in that bag. He's nasty. He's he's, he's nasty. So you got to get to the clip at the end of the year. <laughs> All right. Anything else about Mississippi State? Um, I don't think they played that bad. I think they're a respectable team. I think a lot of it was talent. Uh, I don't think they. Team. I don't think they had a terrible game plan. They stopped the run. They gave us some good stuff to uh, to go over this week too for the coaches, uh, especially probably you know guard play, special teams. Um, so yeah, I, I uh, good win. I mean, their four losses on the year are at LSU, at Alabama. At Kentucky and then against us, like yeah. At Kentucky is the tough loss there. Now looking yeah, at but, it now, <laughs> but they were better than Listen, I guess. Kentucky, I Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt. It's <clears> one of those classic games, look ahead games to playing us. You know it is. They lose to Vanderbilt. Are they better than Vanderbilt? Yes. If they played them ten more times, they beat them ten more times. But can I use some Florida? Can, can I use some Tennessee fan logic real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So Kentucky was 24th last week when they lost to Vanderbilt. So when we beat them, that's a top 25 win, right? South Carolina was also ranked for one week. That's a ranked no. They win. were yeah when they lost to Missouri, they were 25th. That's another ranked win. Ranked uh, win and for t- us. Tennessee was ranked number one, so we beat the number one team in the country. Florida, Sanford uh, Sanford Sanford's ranked in FCS rankings. That's yeah. another ranked, ranked win. They did use FCS rankings for to describe an offense one time. That dude, that's an that's an FCS. What? Uh, I saw I saw something today from a Tennessee fan. Like, dude, the stuff that they are putting together is unbelievable. I saw it's something bad. today. It was like people think ESPN is against us. Well, they're putting Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler on on the Tennessee game this weekend to brag about us for three and a half hours. Don't tell me they're not trying to get us in. I'm like, dude, that right there is like you're connecting dots 
that that's like across a scatter plot. Like those aren't you are trying so hard to relate these two things together that you are going way out of your way to do this. They it's just not that game. That that's just the probably the best game of the night. Like the slate this week is not great. I don't know if you haven't seen it or not. It's not great. You got um the battle for LA, which is sick. You have TCU Baylor, which is a big game for the playoff implications. You do have a couple big games, but that's one of those are going to be a noon game. You know what? Kirk and, and Chris Fowler never call West Coast games. Like, that's just the game they got. It's just the game yeah. they got. It has let's nothing get, to do with you being in the playoffs. Let's talk a little playoffs, by the way. So, so that's All a good right. transition to what we're going to do next. Let's talk a little playoffs. So TCU really surprised me. I did not think TCU was going to win that game. Texas didn't look great. But TCU, hey, I had them plus 1,400 beginning the year to win the Big 12. So that's awesome. I, I, I want my flowers on that one. If they I, do win, they still got a little I didn't ways have, to go. I didn't have the balls to take TCU plus seven on Saturday, but I wanted to. I did That's want it. to. I, I just thought it was a square Everyone bet. told me how Texas was going to kill them. <laughs> it, it, it got to the point where it, it was like us, like as like as like the public outsmarting our own brains and being like, That's Texas what I thought is going to happen with LSU too. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, well, LSU, LSU did cover. Did not cover. They if you got them at two and a half, they did. But, yeah. yeah I got um, so we got Ohio State and Michigan. That's going to sort itself out. Uh, TCU, if they continue to win, they will be in. They're and then USC's kind of sneak it up on the pack because the only team oh, in they're in. They control yeah. their own destiny, one hundred percent. They well, end with, they end with UCLA, who is a top twenty-five team. They end with Notre Dame, who's going to be ranked top fifteen, and then they'll, they'll beat another top ten team in in the finals. I just don't know if they're going to beat all those teams. Oh no, one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. It's but it's weird. I will say this: they're going to beat UCLA. I'm pretty confident in that. What's the and you were you were you were right too, Cole, in the sense that there's Clemson just hanging right back there. That and honestly, people are, like, people are acting like they have no chance. They're going to play a top ten North Carolina team. What about North, North Carolina? Carolina's not bad. What about North Carolina? Just doesn't have the wins. That's yeah. the problem with North Carolina. If they beat if Clemson, we, that will be a pretty good one. But they beat Wake, who's who's kind of struggling now. Like Clemson beat NC State when they had Devin Leary. That was a good win. Yeah, that was that was a it's, good win. They beat like, like, like they they've had some better wins, and they lost on the road at Notre Dame. I'm pretty sure North Carolina lost at home at Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote it's me on it's that, it's going to be interesting too because USC, like I said, if USC wins out, they're in. Um, and then you got Ohio State and Michigan, and we we talked about Tennessee a little bit. But if Ohio State and Michigan, let's say Michigan loses by three points at home to Ohio State, Tennessee and Michigan pretty much have the same case. Tennessee maybe have some better wins. Yeah, Michigan had a closer margin of victory. Here's They're just where, in the same boat, though. I think Tennessee might, might could get over Michigan. If it's a close game at Ohio State, I don't know that they do. I really don't. I don't think. I think I it depends on Georgia LSU. They're, they're acting Georgia like they up. do. They're acting like they do, but I don't know if they do. If Ohio now, if Georgia State comes loses out here, a close game to Michigan, they're getting over yeah. Tennessee 100%. Yeah. 1,000. Yeah, and say Georgia comes in and turns – because that Notre Dame win for Ohio State looks better and better each week. Yep. Let's say uh, Georgia comes in and turns LSU inside out. Well, that's Tennessee's best win. Right. Say Georgia beats Tennessee 48 to nothing. That's yeah. it, it, That's it. It's going to sort itself out, though. Let's be honest. The Pac-12 and Big 12 oh, are not finishing undefeated. It's going to sort itself not. out. And oh, uh, maybe USC – I keep USC, saying that, dude, but TCU just keeps winning. Like, I've said they're going to lose for the last six weeks. Good, because I think we would I think we would handle them pretty easily. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> it would be so. a disaster. 
But I'm yeah, there's faster. there's little there's little old Clemson just hanging back there, man. And, and I'm and, telling y'all, dude, like little old Clemson just hanging back. And Lane in here, he says Tennessee will get over Clemson. Right now, I do agree. If the season ended today, they would. If Clemson if, has if a conference Clemson, championship win, they will not get in over Clemson. On conference championship weekend, if Clemson comes out and blows the doors off North Carolina, you can. They already showed that they think highly of Clemson by putting them fourth. Now they're yeah. sitting at nine. They're sitting four spots behind Tennessee. They're going to play a conference championship game. Tennessee has no chance to make a statement. Their last two games are South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. I, I, yeah, and then you're sitting at I'm home. Totally sitting at home on championship Saturday is so big. Exactly. Like, yes. Unless you're Alabama, it it you you can't. It's hard to get in. They don't who, have who that. Already won right what two playoffs by this point? Like, yeah. like there's some scrub team like Tennessee. They, that's what Tennessee I've been trying to tell Tennessee fans, man. It's going to hurt them more than by us. I promise you the committee looks at that loss and is like, okay, that was very one-sided. If Michigan-Ohio State is a very, very, very close game, which I think you, it will who be. Who do you think the committee would rather see? An Ohio State-Michigan rematch or a Georgia-Tennessee? Like, come on, guys. Ohio State-Michigan, Let's be real. Like, they love that. That I'm telling you, if that's a close game, Tennessee can go ahead and kiss, kiss their hopes goodbye. But if TCU and – USC were to lose, I don't know. I, I don't think, know what happens yeah. then. I think they got it. I, I think, think they Tennessee have a chance. In then. Let's make it Jeremy, clear. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm very much so not worried about Tennessee at all. Jeremy Ow. says, but, but, but they put up 66. Uh, yeah, they scored 66 <laughs> points on Missouri. Top 15 defense. They're sorry. I, I don't even want to talk about that, that game. It pissed <laughs> me off. They're sorry, dude. Calling timeouts with a minute and a half left. And Josh Heupel's like, oh, I didn't really know what to do there. Like, oh, well, I just want my guys to keep playing football. That's fine. I don't have a problem with the deep shots. Just say you needed the style points, man. Honestly. And that's not even like – I want to address that too. That's not style points. The style points are are doing it during the game. Style points, the committee does not look like, oh, they scored 20 points in the last, you know, three minutes. That's sick. We need to bump them up a notch. No, they're like, all right, these guys are just – they're trying to do style points. Style points are what we did to Oregon when we hung 30 on them in the first half. That's style points. Style, style points, points don't is come in the last thirty seconds of the game. Ohio style State. points is going up twenty-one to three uh, after the first quarter versus Tennessee versus the number one team in the country. That's style points. Yeah, yeah. All I right. would, uh, I would, yeah, I would say, I do. We want to do predictions. Let's wait another week. We'll do predictions next week. Yeah, I will be a huge TCU and USC fan though, because I, I think it would be cool to have them in the playoff. I really, yeah, I get and I would love to beat Lincoln Riley. Like I want to play USC Again. in Atlanta. <laughs> That's who I want to play. We would kill you. Just FYI. Yeah. Yep. We'd be a we'd be a 16 and a half point favorite against them and we would blow their doors off. All right. I'm gonna start you off with some questions. We're gonna do some some absolute bull crap at the end of this. So <laughs> we would love for y'all to be involved to give us some feedback because it, it will be a good time. But and then we're gonna need your answers on this too. I, I cooked up four ridiculous questions right here involving uh college football head coaches. All right, who wins in a fight? Simple. There's like shooting going on right outside my window or something. My house is shaking. All right. Who would win in a fight? Jim Harbaugh or Mel Tucker? Mel Tucker. I don't know, man. Mel Tucker. That, that was too quick of an answer, Griff. Have you I seen like Jim Mel Harbaugh? Tucker, yeah. I think Mel Tucker beats the crap out of him. Beats I don't know, man. Beats the crap out of him? Yeah. Jim, Jim Harbaugh, he's like a scrappy guy. And he's told Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh is 6'3", 220. Let's see what Mel Tucker is. 
I'd probably go with Coach Tucker too, but I, I think Harbaugh is one of the underrated scrappy guys. Like if you see that guy in a bar, you don't I don't even think it's underrated. Like I think it's pretty well known that you really don't want to mess with this dude. And, and I just they're, don't. They're the him. same height and weight. They're the same. Oh, height they're, and weight. they're the same height and weight though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Coach Tucker looks a little bit like you know he he looks like he's got that like thickness to him. Like he's just a big dude. I think. Yeah. I think so was Jim Harbaugh. Didn't he play defense? Or he played quarterback, but he's a he's big dude. I feel yeah. like Tucker is like. Kind of a real tough guy. Jim Harbaugh wears cleats to practice. He also wears cleats on in-home visits. Yeah, he's a, he's a crazy guy. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You, you we're forgetting the element of craziness that Jim Harbaugh. All time. Has. I think it's just more of a weirdo Jim, thing uh, than crazy. I don't know, dude. He's a, yeah, no. All time. All time Jim Harbaugh story when he told Wilton Spate not, not to eat chicken. Yeah, who was it? Isaiah Wilson said that on his recruiting visit that he came into his. Uh, house wearing cleats and that that's why he didn't go to michigan <laughs> and then alabama yeah, nick saban, I, was, nick saban Jersey, was giving right? him a hug yeah, and so like, that's yeah. why he didn't go to alabama and he picked georgia <laughs> hey you guys got his priorities all right i i think it's a toss-up there like if i had to put money on it probably i'm taking mel tucker but i wouldn't want to fight jim Harbaugh. i'd say it's what are the odds yeah. on that fight i think i would say minus, like, i think, I think, it'd, be, I think it'd, be, I think it'd be pretty even i really I do think so too Maybe Harbaugh. Maybe Harbaugh. It might be one of those things where the public hammers Mel Tucker, and then Harbaugh's the play. All right, better survivor contestant: Lane Kiffin or Deion Sanders? It's absolutely Deion. I mean, they're both both survivor contestants. I have some great Lane Kiffin stories that I I think Lane Kiffin would dominate at Survivor. (laughs) Lane Kiffin would be good at the part of manipulating people. Yes, no, that's what I was going to say. Like, because there's more to Survivor than just, like, actually like, doing this stuff. They're both pretty boys. They're both pretty boys, and they're going to struggle out there. They're going to struggle on the island. But Lane Kiffin's art, like, I think I think Dion would just piss people off, just, like, tell him what he thought. They're no, both yes. him off. They're no, both yes. him off. I've watched so, too many seasons but of Survivor. Griffin, but, Griffin, Dion would win all the competitions. And you he would win the off. challenges. But that doesn't help you because, at the end of the day, if you, if you lose one challenge – as like the high competitor, the best one that wins all the challenges, they will kick you out as soon as they get a chance. It doesn't matter if you have alliances or anything because they know you'll win at the end. Harry with an absolute kick to the nuts says Kiffin. Dion has a lame foot. I forgot right. about that man. He literally yeah, it was a bad, it was bad news. But yeah, I, I'm taking Lane there because what one of the reasons is yes, there are some athletic events that require you to be athletic, and Dion will win all those, but. I'll tell you how to th- make a real unath- or a real athletic person look unathletic. Tell them to swim fast. Yes. I've seen some of the best athletes on, in the world. On our baseball team, we used to do uh, swim practice. Or not swim practice. We do like a competition, like a swim race. Some of the fastest guys on our team, Randon Jernigan, he couldn't. I mean, he almost drowned. Like, <laughs> you put an athlete in some water and make them swim fast, you'll see how athletic they really are. Maybe Dion is a burner in the water. He, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he is. He's fast at everything. He, he does. can do whatever. Yeah. I bet Lane can't swim guy. though. So Lane might I'll lose say, that argument. I'll say this too, though. I think like when with Survivor, when I watch, like the athletes are good at most things, but sometimes the dudes that look like Lane and like have his stat, I bet Lane wouldn't be that bad at the challenges. Like he no, Lane's still an athlete. I'm sure. Yeah. But and but there's so, some that are just dumb too. Like you have to sit in one position for 13 but, hours or something. Do you do you know who Boston Rob is? Cole, 
Well, he is one of the greatest survivor players of all time. And Lane Kiffin gives off Boston Rob by like, dude, <laughs> go watch any season that Boston Rob is in. He is so good at that game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like Dion would or not Dion, Lane Kiffin would just absolutely dominate the mental side of Survivor and he would be good. Because that's that's ninety percent of it. You know, he would. And Dion would piss people off. He'd make people mad. No doubt. He'd be no telling doubt. people what to do they and they wouldn't like it. Yeah. All right. Better survivor contest. Or I already did that. You have to be handcuffed to someone for 24 hours. Nick Saban or Dan Mullen? I would say Nick Saban just because Nick Saban actually has, like, knowledge, and I feel like you would learn some stuff about him. Yeah, but he'd also get super pissed that you were there and probably just <laughs> absolute douchebag to you. I'd yeah, probably Dan go Mullen Dan wouldn't. Mullen. I just shit on him the whole time. That's a good point. You just fought just wrestling with a handcuff. <laughs> like, Dan hey, Dan, double, like, remember that time that uh, you said that – or that everyone said that you were going to be a better coach than Kirby Smart and then that aged terribly? Yeah, I go with Saban, man. I can, you could at least – I would just be like, look, Nick, we're stuck like this. Why don't we just – why don't we just talk a little strategy? Why don't, think, we, why don't you teach me something about some football? I think I would take him too, but, like, he would – I just know he would get so irritated and so mad at you that it would not be enjoyable to be around at all. Like, Dan Mullen, you could at least laugh at, you know. So, there is some comedic relief there. All right. Who is most likely to sell you a car out of your price range? Eli Drinkowitz or Dabo Sweeney? Dabo. 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 Dabo is the fakest dude I've ever Dabo seen. Dabo is Joel Osteen <laughs> as a college football coach. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dabo is brutal. <laughs> brutal. Lane, Lane said Mullen if his wife is there to kiss me like she does the players. Yeah, that could be. That could be take that consideration. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I think that made me pick Saban. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, no, I definitely think it's Dabo. Dabo just gives me those vibes, man. I, I don't, I don't like Dabo Sweeney one bit. Oh, I can't. I, say I, there's plenty of stories about him, and he's just, he's a fraud, man. He's just, he's just a fake person. He just gives me that like greasy televangelist vibe, and, and I just can't trust a word he says. I don't like the guy. I you come in with a forty thousand dollar budget and buy a seventy five thousand dollar Raptor if Dabo Sweeney was a salesman. One hundred percent. But no. I, I agree, dude. Like, Drinkowitz is right there. Like, he taught Luther Burden to come into Missouri somehow, somehow, some way. He also, yeah, he got a, he's got a contract extension. He has a good team there right now. They should not have the record that they have. Like, you have Eli, to- Eli will sell you a lemon, and, and Dabo will actually sell you a car that runs. That's the difference. That's true. That's true. Dabo, All right, I like that. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. That's true. Yeah. Eli Drinkwitz knows how to sell a, a bad product to, to high-paying high customers, <laughs> clearly, because he's done it for a while. All right, Griff, post the graphic. Here's what we're going to do. Haven't, I haven't even seen this yet, so. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going we're gonna to have a conference competition right here. Who is the best conference up and down? All right? For a while, it was SEC and the Big Ten. And then I say, oh, you know, SEC has two teams. You go deep down. And I've always wondered about that. Like, uh, I'm not sure Rutgers is beating anyone in the SEC. So we're just going to line them up and we're going to play it. That, that's how we do it. Uh, we can just start from the left and we can go across the right. We'll compare the SEC to all these other ones. And y'all can help us out. Well, the, so the, top, the top seven in the SEC looks pretty good. Well, now, we, know, we know Georgia versus Oregon. We've seen that. Uh, two now, I, and I had USD. a – would be an awesome I, I, I feel like I might need to defend Oregon at number one in the Pac-12 a little bit. I still think they're the best team in the Pac-12. Do you all disagree with that or no? no I, I just think they're all, man, 
they're all they're all one and the same. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> They've all beaten each other this year. They they had the circle. They completed the circle of suck this year. Everybody's beaten everybody. What's craziest? Um, and y'all might disagree, but if we were lining up the SEC one through fourteen, like, and I had to put money on the SEC, I I got to pick the matchups. Bama's number two. Bama probably. is one hundred percent number two. If yeah, we're talking about a big game a in a non-conference game, at a like neutral that, site, yeah. they're favored against Tennessee and LSU tomorrow. I I don't I know. I can't about disagree Tennessee. with that. I, I think LSU, LSU, they they lost on a last second field goal and kneeling. I they are one hundred percent favored on neutral side against Tennessee tomorrow. I would probably agree with Cole. I think I think if I had to pick a second best conference, man, I think I'd have to go with the Big Twelve. That's what I'm saying. Twelve so pretty competitive. Let's do the matchups to make sure the Big the Pac twelve isn't there. USC versus Tennessee, that would be a good matchup. We'll call that one. I think the Pac twelve would be second. I don't know, but because the top of the big the Big Ten and the ACC is better. But if we're saying top to bottom, this is I mean, one those... the Pac twelve could take right here. Utah versus LSU. Utah could possibly clip them the way they're playing right now. Florida did beat Utah early in the year in the swamp. Neutral field. Maybe. I don't know. Alabama runs I think, UCLA I think, out of the building. I would say uh, I think Tennessee beats USC though. Honestly, I would think I so think, too. But I, I, I mean, there's. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison is that Tennessee defense would be feasting. USC would do well offensively against them, I think. But I it just I think the physicality aspect of it, I think Tennessee is while they're not very physical, I think they are more physical yeah. than what USC we'll is. We'll see. I mean, we're gonna see with USC soon. If we're going off top five. Yeah, if we're going off top five, I would say SEC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve. ACC very close, but Pac-12 small advantage, and then the Big Ten honestly. Big Ten's awful. They're awful. We'll get to that. Let's let's finish this Pac-12 head to head. Uh, Florida versus Oregon State. I'm taking Florida every day of the week. Mississippi yeah. State's already beat Arizona, and then you have Arkansas, Washington State, Kentucky, Cal. Yeah, I got I got the Pac-12 winning maybe one of those. I think Washington Ole Miss would low key be a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I think at most they still like two in that. When you line it up like that, they cannot compete with the that. bottom half. Is not close. I if think, those are the I matchups, three I mean, through six, other than Bama UCLA, or three through yeah, three through six would probably be pretty good games. I would watch those games pretty intently. I think LSU Utah would be a great matchup. I think Ole Miss Washington would be an awesome matchup, and I think Florida Oregon State would be an awesome matchup. Yeah. All right, let's move into the Big 12 against the Big 12. We have we have them ranked TCU, Kansas State, Texas, Baylor, Okie State, Texas Tech, Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Iowa State. Number one, we can start from 10 and go up to six. 10 to, 10 to eight is an automatic L. Auburn kills Iowa State. Kentucky kills West Virginia. Arkansas kills Oklahoma. Those teams are terrible. Let's start from the bottom. Mississippi State, Kansas would be the sickest game ever. <laughs> it would be very goofy. I think Mississippi State would win, though. Yeah, they're just better up front. They're better up front. But that would be an yeah. awesome game. Florida, Texas, Texas Tech, Tech Florida, is interesting. That, that could is. be a bowl game. I feel Texas, like that, that... <laughs> Texas Tech, Florida sounds like a bowl Texas game this Tech year. <laughs> actually not bad. They're playing pretty good. And I would love to see Texas Tech blow the doors off Florida. That'd like, I fun. close my eyes and that's the Texas Bowl this would? year or something. I could see it. They could. You, it depends on what Texas Tech you get. They're like the most coin flip team in the, in the country. They are. They're Okie State, Ole Miss. Okie State is on an absolute landslide. Ole Miss kills them. Alabama uh, kills Baylor. Kills LSU them. kills Texas. Murders. Tennessee probably kills Kansas Alabama State. murders Baylor, and if that's the matchup. Kansas State is pretty good. 
Yeah, they're, they're solid. Pretty they're pretty. I think good. they give Tennessee trouble. That would be a good game. I'd like to I'm see that. Nervous. As a, uh... I'm nervous about the TCU going undefeated because they have to play Kansas State in the, in the championship game. I'm very well. I mean, if we're that. if we're matching it up, like if this is matched up at the beginning of the year, then I don't know. The, Texas, the matchup... Texas LSU is the only one that I'm like, okay, maybe just because you don't know what kind of team Texas is going to show up with. If they show up with their best version, that's going to be a really, really good game. If not, LSU runs them right out of the freaking gym. Yep. All right, into the ACC at this. Wow. Pathetic. Tennessee UNC would be an interesting game. Out yeah, that would be it. fun. That would be fun. It would be fun. I think Tennessee would win. Drake uh, May would tear them up, Griff. No, he would. No, he would. I'm saying I'm tweeting I, this I, out right now. I haven't I have it uh queued up. I haven't tweeted about it yet. I don't think. Maybe I did. Did I already tweet about Drake May? I don't know. I think I it's in the remember. draft. It's in the drafts. Listen to these stats this guy has and tell me he's unreal. People in the comments tell me how this guy is not Heisman front runner. A good reason why he's not without using the North Carolina is his jersey. He has 3,412 passing yards, 34 passing touchdowns. Three interceptions at a seventy point one percent completion percentage. Sounds like Devin Leary last year, except in North Carolina's competitive. And he's rushed for four five hundred and eighty four yards and five touchdowns. That's almost four thousand. That's that's ridiculous. He honestly, has he should be 4, the four thousand total yards through ten games and forty touchdowns. If this is a North Carolina team that what won, won how many games last year? Six. And they lost. They lost a quarterback who everyone thought was going to go in the first round, and they replaced him with this freshman who's putting up video game numbers. And their team is not in one. So you can't even use like he's not winning. He's straight yeah. up winning, putting up dumb stats. You look at these games, man, a lot of these could be bowl games. Like yeah, Ole Miss, NC State. Yeah, like Florida, Louisville. Like, yeah, these could all be bowl games. Yeah. Is there any other matchups y'all see that, that are even – I think Auburn, like, Duke. Florida, Florida, Louisville would be a good game because Louisville, they, they, they can pose some problems. Um, NC State's just bad. Florida State, Bama – could be a good game. I think Bama wears. I think one. I think Alabama might. Florida State's playing really, really good right now. Really yeah, good. They're peaking at the right time. This uh, is a game I could see happening. Pitt, Speaking Arkansas could be. A Pitt, game. Arkansas, that. Pitt, Arkansas would be fun. I think Pitt might have like a form. Duke, Auburn. Arkansas. Duke might beat Auburn. Yeah. Auburn stinks. We might have Duke a little low right here, but they stink. Miami. Yeah, they probably be at a Boston College, but whatever. Georgia Tech. You, but you Carolina. can also if you talk about a game that would make me throw up if it happened. South Carolina Georgia Tech would be disgusting. I think I like a like a matchup with Missouri and Duke better than an Auburn Duke matchup. Is that that definitely? I think, I think like Missouri, like the Mayo I think Missouri beats Duke. I think that could be I the Mayo Duke Bowl this year. Auburn. I don't know if Missouri's gonna be bowl eligible, but yeah, that could be the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Duke and uh, Missouri. Duke's Mayo Bowl. I uh, know you gotta have like seven or eight. Jeremy Clement says that. Syracuse Arkansas would be a good game. Syracuse at the beginning of the year looked really good, and they're playing like absolute dog crap now. So I don't know. I beginning their quarterback is also hurt, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not for sure on that. That, that, would, make, is, that would make more sense because they have been awful the last. Like Garrett Schrader, I don't think has played the awful. last couple of games. These are two bowl game matchups that I could see. If if we go to the Big Ten, Tennessee and Michigan and LSU, Penn State, those could absolutely be. I like would love New to Year's see Tennessee, Michigan. I would really love to see Tennessee, Michigan. That's that. I thought about that today. I think that would be an awesome game. Yeah. I think it would. Too. I don't. I don't know what to expect. Like I, like Tennessee's elite against the run, but Michigan's the best rushing offense in the country. So it's like. How Ohio State looks against Michigan if Michigan does end up being in second, that'll I, tell us a lot. Like too. I think that Michigan game could look somewhat like. Uh, 
the Ohio State Michigan Michigan game looked last they just year. Bulldozed them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I think yeah, that well that could. would be the way that Michigan wins that game. But yeah. I I don't See, know we how match up would really really, really well with Michigan. Like we saw that last year. Like I think Michigan matched up against pretty much everybody in the country pretty well because of they're so physical up front. But then they saw a team that was more physical than them, and they just can't match. There's up. some nasty matchups when you go to. This is why we had the Big Ten so low, man. I mean, Florida Illinois, the Ron Zook Bowl. Florida. Oh my God. Yeah, that's awful. And then Purdue, Ole Miss. Ole Miss would run Purdue Ole out Miss of the building. Right Alabama, on. Maryland. Oh, God. The two, Mississippi the State would bowl. dominate Michigan State. Too. LSU, Penn State it might be a pretty good game. I think LSU would still beat them pretty bad. I do. I think they'd beat them. Penn State did go yeah, to Auburn and wear them out. That's the so. thing. Big Ten's just got the top two. Auburn's bad. Auburn's bad. Kentucky would murder me. Auburn, Wisconsin better. would be a filthy football game. Oh, God. Oh god! Yeah, I would love to. What about South Carolina Rutgers, <laughs> <laughs> Missouri, Nebraska would actually be a sick game because that's like an old rivalry, like an old Big Twelve rivalry. But Vanderbilt Northwestern. Wait, Vanderbilt they, Northwestern is the game that everyone needs. They played that North, and they beat them when they were ranked. Or that was Kansas yeah. State. They beat Kansas State when they were ranked. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. That's what it was. All right, so who? So SEC is the best. Who's the second best? I'm gonna say Big Twelve top to bottom. Let's do Big Twelve versus Pac Twelve. I think this be sick. Okay, I will I think, say I think I think I the think Big Twelve gets a little Pac-12. bit of a pass. The Big Twelve gets a little bit of a pass because you only have ten teams. So yeah, like the bottom, the bottom is three bad. is awful. All right, Pac Twelve versus Big Ten or Pac Twelve versus Big Twelve would be sick. Let's match this up. Oregon TCU, who we got? Look at Kansas. Look at Kansas Arizona Oregon. seven seven. I think that's why I have to give like Big Twelve advantage. Yeah, Oklahoma Kansas against Amber, Washington Arizona. State. Oklahoma against Washington State. I think Oklahoma would crush them. I think West Virginia would. I don't know that Oklahoma Arizona would State. crush them. Oklahoma's bad. Oklahoma's bad. Yeah, but are they that bad? Yeah. Washington State hasn't been very. Washington. What? Washington State has not been bad. They recently they haven't been very good. They had Oregon beat. They had them beat. That was like week four. It's still their team. Yeah, but they're like five and four now. I don't. I just. I'm not bought in on them anymore. Oklahoma. Is not going to be bowl eligible. They're Let terrible. Let me go. I think I'd probably Washington go. I think I'd still probably well, just because I mean that their their top ten is better than the Pac 12s top ten. Maybe not at the top. Um, like the top four, I think the Pac 12 is better, but I think top to bottom, Big 12 is better. Let's talk about I mean, these top ones. I think Oregon OK TCU State would be Oregon TCU would be awesome. That would be a fun game. Didn't they play? I yeah, think no, Oregon that was the wins. game that. That was the game that TCU came back down like 40 a couple years ago. I can't remember what bowl that USC, was. USC Kansas State would be awesome. Texas Utah would be awesome. UCLA Baylor would be awesome. But those are four toss-up games to me. Like I'm flipping a coin. Yeah, I think USC beats Kansas State. Y'all are y'all are yeah, I don't have you watched Kansas State? They were killing TCU until Adrian Martinez got hurt. Killing them. I think USC's pretty good. At what? Scoring, Kansas State would match their scoring. I promise you, they can score on anybody. I'm telling you, Washington. I think Washington. I think Washington would mop Okie State right now. Right now, right now for sure. Right now for sure. Um, Oregon State, Texas Tech. (laughs) That'd be a pretty good game. Pretty good game. I I think I like. I don't know. I think I I might take the Pac. I think I'm taking the Big Twelve there. I really do. I really do. Utah, Texas, I think would be uh I think UCLA beats Baylor. I think you I think Utah, Texas would be a big decider in this one. 
here's here's where it gets dicey. If you match up the Big Twelve and the Big Ten, the problem is the Big Ten probably wipes the first three. That that's where they wipe yeah. the first three, and then you have seven more games. If the Big Ten can just take two of those, they're right. They tie. I feel like Texas could beat Michigan or Penn State. Texas I, could I, beat I, Penn I State. I disagree. I disagree. Penn State's pretty good. Uh, Baylor, Maryland, toss up. Purdue, Okie State, toss up. So, I mean, Big Ten might still be the second best conference. They as might be. Maryland's as unfortunate not as bad. that is. Like, does Illinois beat Texas Tech? Maybe. Purdue has, probably beats Kansas. Purdue has been pretty bad this year, though, I will They've say. been up and down. They've been up and down. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Purdue, only, Purdue is only going to beat a team if they have a <laughs> This is absolutely pointless discussion. <laughs> I appreciate the 80 people that's still hanging around live. That's pretty <laughs> Yeah, for real. To just look, watch us look at this du- stupid graphic. Yeah, but you got to think. We're all – Christy's here, so I don't want to say we're all guys. Thank you, Christy, and yes, go dogs. But listen, we're guys. This is what we do. We sit around. We, we watch football. We got some Dr. Peppers or other choice beverages in our hands. And we talk about dumb stuff like this for hours. I can and, sit here. I can sit here and talk. Like if me, Jake, and Griffin were just on this call before we were recording, this is what we're doing: talking no, about bull crap like this. When, when, when we're driving, when we're driving up to Indianapolis on oh, Thursday, God. this is all we're going to be doing. <laughs> this is, <laughs> that there's no doubt. This is the most pointless, absolute pointless conversation of all time. But I've enjoyed all 20 minutes of it that we've had. I think like important it's been conversations awesome. are, you know, they're needed. But they're not fun. All right, Griff. Griff. And Jake. Let's pick the five best matchups out of this graphic based off their rankings. So you have to match up like a six with a six. Okay. Let's, I'm going to go try, Georgia, Ohio State. That'd be sick, Tennessee, yeah. TCU. I like Tennessee, Michigan better, I think. I like Tennessee. Oh, I meant to say Tennessee, well. Michigan. Sorry, that's two two. I yeah, like, sorry. I was yeah, I was yeah. I agree with Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan. I really like Oregon TCU. Yeah. Ole Miss yeah. Washington. I feel like that would be cool. I like Ole Miss yeah, Washington. Yeah, I like Ole Miss Washington. There's one I liked a lot. Mississippi State, Florida. Kansas. <laughs> yes, that's an awesome game. That's I kind of awesome like game. LSU, Texas. That game was electric uh, 2019. Vanderbilt, Northwestern, let's be honest, it would be hilarious. Yeah. Texas, would, Florida yeah, State, that's funny. a good pick. Yeah, low-key one of those stinkers. Colorado, Georgia Tech. <laughs> Colorado, Georgia Tech would be a fun one. <laughs> I think Nebraska Missouri would be hilarious. It would be. Nebraska Missouri would be fun. That would Honestly, be a fun. Texas game. FSU. South Carolina like Rutgers would be so funny. That's a good one too. A and M versus Indiana. Something's got to give. Both the both mid, teams. Mid, both teams won ten games in, in twenty twenty or whatever. However many of the games they played, and they haven't won since. I'm about to find. Connor Graham says Texas FSU. Yeah, I agree. That'd be an awesome game, actually. What about That's a classic? I'm trying Big to find logos. a matchup with That'd Iowa. Awesome Who? What, what? What Iowa matchup? Would All be the, the eights are bad. The eights are the most. The eights might be the most boring group across the board. Yeah, I know. It's all Washington State. But um, which? Oklahoma. Hey, we should we should do a full poll, like a graphic with all mm-hmm. these seedings. It's just gonna turn into. It's just gonna devolve into people bitching about where to certain teams are ranked. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Their fan base is gonna vote for them. <laughs> What what which which matchup with Iowa at eight would be like the most like sicko committee worthy? Um, Arkansas. Oh, abs- oh, absolutely. Arkansas. Oklahoma actually. Oklahoma's yes. a dumpster. That's that's a dare dumpster. I think Arkansas Iowa would be hilarious. Yeah, two bad teams. <laughs> two bad teams. 
Um, I think Baylor FSU would be a pretty cool game. Oh, Texas FSU can't match up. They're three four. I think Penn State Texas would be a great game. I also think LSU Utah would be a great game. LSU Utah, I like I like LSU Utah. I like LSU Utah a lot. Let me see if I can find a matchup. We've already Alabama. seen Arizona right. Mississippi State, and it was pretty fun actually. I hate all of the matchups with Alabama. Yeah, they win. They win them all for sure. FSU would be the closest. UCLA would be fun. UCLA might could score on them. Uh. They couldn't hold in at all, though. No doubt about it. I'd also be fine with seeing like a Georgia Clemson, you know. Texas Tech, Oregon State would be fun. Connor's right. I think we would smack Clemson, but also it would be fun to watch that game again. Well, it's like, always fun to beat Dabo. I mean, he sucks. Like he actually sucks. Um, <laughs> I just saw this caption. Tony game says Van- Vandy by fifty against Northwestern. Yeah, one hundred percent. Northwestern. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They actually probably would smoke them. (laughs) How many teams would Vanderbilt beat in the Power Five? Let's count them up right now. Just start in the Pac-12. They beat Colorado. They beat Stanford. They beat Cal. They probably beat Arizona State. Oh, I don't know if they beat Cal. They 100% beat Cal. I don't know. I I think they kill Cal. And I think they beat Arizona State. In the Big 12, I don't know if they win a game. They might beat Iowa State. They suck. And I took their they can, overall. They can beat the bottom. Like overall wins, they're terrible. They can beat the bottom. Virginia three, Tech, Virginia, Georgia Tech. Maybe Miami. Maybe. We got uh, then like the bottom uh, 10. I would say 10 through 14 in the Big Ten they can handle. Yeah, Wisconsin. I don't think they beat Wisconsin. But Nebraska through Northwestern for sure. <laughs> Connor alone. That's 12 teams. That's 12 teams. That's 12 teams Vanderbilt could beat in the Power Five. That'd be sick. One year, one year. We should do one year where no one plays a college. <laughs> Vandy, Vandy's uh, actually just Vandy doesn't play a college schedule. And they play all the bottom power five teams. They play the IMG prep schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be sick. All right, guys, we've rambled long enough. This was outrageous. Outrageous, <laughs> but it was fun. I had a good time doing it. I had a great time doing it. Um, but guys, appreciate y'all coming out. As always, if you like the video, it'd be much appreciated. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Hopefully, maybe actually, I don't want to commit to anything. We're going on a bachelor, my bachelor party this week, this weekend. I don't know. Um, we appreciate this, by the way, Dogs for Life. Enjoying the show. Dog fans don't have enough content like this. We appreciate that for sure. Yeah, we do appreciate it. I mean, it's just it's just three guys talking ball. That's all it is. Just that's what we cook, love to do. Just picking up matchups that'll never happen. I mean, what an absolute <laughs> what an absolute pointless endeavor. Someone might. Yeah, bowl season. I I love bowl season for that reason right there. I really do wish people wouldn't opt out. I completely understand why they do. Like, I'm not the one who gets mad about it, but yeah, I would love to see. I wish there was like a like more of a. I'm I'm lost in the word completely. Lost my word. More incentive to win a bowl game. Like, yeah. there needs to be some kind of incentive. We don't, I, don't, we don't. I feel like it's cool for the players. I feel like if you go to a half-decent bowl, you get cool stuff. Yeah, you get cool stuff, but if you're sitting out, you're probably making millions. Like, you can just buy that stuff. Yeah, true. I, I know you can't. You can't. Um, <laughs> Zachary Moss says Cole might be out of commission by the time of the next show. <laughs> Lordy. Lordy. Uh, but – 
yeah, bowl season's awesome. We're just rambling now, but we appreciate you guys coming out. Have a great week and go dogs.